mama said that I'm not living right She said I'm crying on you She said I waited up for you all night I said I'm trying mama Welcome to Turn Zero Advanced R&D, a new MCP podcast hosted through the Turn Zero family. Uh, my name is KennyG21, and I've got Todd and Merzane with me. How are y'all doing tonight? Pretty good, good man. What's up? Not much. Uh, just excited to get this kicked off. Um, this is a new podcast that uh, Merzane and I thought about um, a while back. Um, the premise of it is that, like, let's just say you have a friend come into the shop um, who's looking to create a roster. However, this friend can be maybe a, a little bit difficult and doesn't like doing things necessarily the standard way. Um, so to sort of like simulate that, um, we've used a random number generator to um, just give us two roster affiliations that we're going to be creating through tonight. And also, uh, Merzane, if you want to talk about the other little piece of that. So in order to keep things interesting, so it's not just... Hey, what's the top tier competitive things in these in these two affiliations? Uh, we're going to set stipulations for ourselves. Like maybe we're going to do mono cabal, but you can't play Modoc. Or maybe you, they want to build a Wakanda list, but they don't like Shuri. So throughout all of these, no matter who we're mashing up, we're going to try to set some sort of limit on ourselves so we can build fun and creative lists rather than just the dogpile the most competitive thing imaginable. Yeah. It should be good. Um, so tonight, uh, let's just take a look at our random number generator. Q number generator noises. Um, we've got the Criminal Syndicate and Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, seems a, like an interesting combination. What do y'all think just right off the bat? Go ahead, Merzane. What you got? Yeah, I really like the idea of a Criminal Syndicate and Guardians. Um, criminal Syndicate wants to play real tall, I think, with big boys that are going to sit on points and a dare you to move them. And I think that guardians are going to put like a huge swarm of dudes that are just going to kind of annoy you the whole time rather than actually uh, do anything super substantial on their own. So I think it'll be interesting to try to make a, a roster with these two together. That's going to, that's going to work out, especially with so many guardians that you feel like you kind of have to get in the list. So yeah, I'll, for sure. I'll, I'll jump on the back of that. Like I actually have been playing with the idea of spreading the syndicate out wider anyway. So like, the, the idea that I was looking at was trying to get them to like six wide because I think that makes the affiliation bonus a lot better to begin with. Because um, if I've got more dudes than you and I can put more dudes on a spot than you, then I can control that with that affiliation. So the idea of these two together in my head, like the way I was looking at it, I think meshes pretty good with the plan that I had for them. So I think this will be super fun. Yeah, I think so too. I was... I mean, I agree with, with both y'all. C- Criminal Syndicate can actually go both tall and wide, I feel like, pretty easily. So pairing them with Guardians of the Galaxy will definitely uh, make us more inclined, make them want to go um, wider than maybe they would normally go. But we'll see if we can uh, stretch them to the limit. Hey, Merzane, by the way, uh, what was the, uh, the stipulation on tonight's roster? Who can we not bring? We cannot bring MODOK. What? No Modoc. No Modoc. No so we have you also can't bring Bullseye, but that's not a stipulation. That's just because Bullseye's bad. <laughs> Trigger warning for uh, Chris if he's listening. Oh, oh no, that's not Winter Soldier. That's that's all Bullseye. Oh, we also yeah. can't bring Winter Soldier because Winter Soldier's also a uh, shit tier character. Oh no. <laughs> well, all right. So uh, I guess let's uh, just go ahead and get started with building our team. So naturally, with uh, Criminal Syndicate and um, in Gardens of the Galaxy, we'll want to have Kingpin, 
And we will want to have a star Lord as well. The fearless leaders of both of those affiliations. Um, but let's go ahead. Um, let's tackle the criminal syndicate first, as far as who we would want to bring there. Um, so now we have eight slots left. Um, and so which criminal syndicate characters do y'all think would best fit in to this roster? Crossbones. Crossbones. Oh my God. I think I said that eight times. If I said that eight times, that's the roster. That's yeah. <laughs> we're cloning crossbones many times for this. He's and, actually and we're done. We're, guys. we're entirely done with building our roster now. Thank you. All right, guys. Man. Good show. Yeah, great stuff. That was the best first episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> but really, uh, why do you think crossbones would be a good fit here? So, um, cult of crossbones, uh, magical underwear aside, I think that uh, crossbones one fits really well in criminal syndicate's plan of like Todd was saying. If we're going to go for something wide, he's cheap. He hurts. He can take a hurting, and he's going to be pretty hard to remove from a, a point with his uh, aggressive ability. So I like him there. I also think he's cute in Guardians, uh, being able to get the the rerolls from uh, that useless team affiliation everyone doesn't use. <laughs> I think it'd be really fun to to ditch cool cards and give him uh, haymaker rerolls, and maybe even keep him alive a little bit longer. And yeah. if we uh, use Ronan later, which lots well, of discussion for later. Uh, you're gonna not. You're gonna want to not hit him even more because of the uh, the potential judgment you're gonna get on you. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I mean, I th- I also think Crossbones is a good fit because, like we said earlier, if we're trying to go wide. Um, crossbones um, is is pretty tanky um, in some regards, unless you're just blasting him with energy from a distance. But uh, I mean, I think. I mean, I also think he'd be a good fit here. What do you think, Todd? I know you're a staunch Crossbones hater, typically. Um, I'm a, I'm a I'm a staunch crossbones, not approver. Yes, um, but that's the most political thing you could have said in that instance. Yeah, yeah, I went easy on him. So um, no, I mean, but I do think in this affiliation he actually fits, um, especially with the idea of trying to spread wide and and get multiple bodies. Um, if if you're looking at what he can bring to the table, I do think it's a little limited. Um, but I do think spreading wide, putting him on a back point and slowly trotting him across the field is, is very imposing. Um, as long as they don't have energy. Yeah. That's, yeah. That is totally fair. That, he, he doesn't do many things. What he do, he do good. Sure. Uh, taking energy shots. He doesn't do good. No, he doesn't do that very well. <laughs> no, not at all. He does very bad. But no, like, not like that. But I think the other thing that you have to consider when you're building this roster, like if you're trying to build wide, um, is not all of your characters are going to be optimal. Uh, and I'm setting you up, Merzane. So, so oh. I will agree. So I will agree to allow your crossbones in this roster because you're going to oh, have to I, agree. I yeah, you're going to have to agree to allow one of mine in. Ooh. Oh no! I know what it is. It's, I think I know what it is. <laughs> All right, Todd. Or is, your, like is, yours, is yours a Guardians? What's that? Is yours going to be a Guardians character or a Syndicate character? Uh, I'll just follow up Merzane's hard sell of crossbones with my own hard sell of bullseye. Ooh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I've said this before, and I'll, I'll repeat it. I would have paid forty bucks for Daredevil and just not had the bullseye in my box and been perfectly fine. <laughs> well. Here's here's going to be my argument why. Um, we've got a limited roster that we can pull from with um, Criminal Syndicate to begin with. Uh, if you look at the way the point spread goes, we're going to need to have in some of these lists, we're going to be able to need we're going to have to be able to get to four wide in affiliation. Um, so in that yeah. reasoning, 
bullseye has to fit because he's one of your other three pointers. I think the other three pointer is an auto include and it's going to require very little discussion from us. Um, but, but I think bullseye has to fill the other three slot coming into the uh, criminal syndicate list. Yeah. And he does also work extremely well with guardians. I'm going to need a little bit of explanation on that one. Well, he's got a range attack. He's got some solid range attacks. He's also got the parting shot, which is also good at range and helps keep him in certain spots you may want him to be and maneuver himself out of range. Um, And I think that's super relevant. And he also has very good incidental damage uh, if he is targeted, um, where he can just put one into you and walk away. Or if he misses, he can definitely get a damage through with his I never miss ability. Um, which I think is also very relevant with the Guardian side of the list. It, okay, so framing it in the the idea of you're going to shoot like four dudes into one guy, and because they all suck, they're left on one, and then Bullseye finishes them. You you have me a little bit more convinced, as much as I hate to say it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could see saving Bullseye as your last activation each round, mm-hmm. and like whoever's just one away, like, he just goes, oh, throw a knife at you, you're dead. Throw a yeah. knife at you, you're dead. Or th- actually, not knives. We're going to throw staplers because yeah. that's what Bullseye does. He just yeah, throws, staplers. He throws random crap and does it really well. I mean, he could throw a battery at you and probably kill you, honestly. Um, but, yeah, I, I think – I mean, I don't love Bullseye either, Merzane, so I'm, I'm sort of with you there. But I do, I do think I agree with Todd a little bit here as far as having just like that slight ping damage with, with the Guardians. Um will be beneficial and having a having more lower costs for syndicates we can maybe flex or flex syndicate later on in higher point games um, that can be beneficial too so are we planning so obviously guardians want to go wide are we also trying to plan for a wide uh criminal syndicate list that's my like so that's my idea um i I think as a unit we're going to have to come to a consensus on if we're trying to go wide with both or wide with one I think if you have just my personal opinion, and I, I guess this is another topic that you can add to this discussion about roster building is, do you build with a theme in mind across your roster or do you build each side as separate entities? Because I yeah. try and build mine with kind of a, a central theme that'll span across both um, affiliations. So it gives me more flexibility going into team building. Yeah. I, I mean, I think with Guardians, the natural pairing is to go wider, especially since we're not using MODOK. Right. Um, it makes it True. so much easier for us to want to go wider and have these lower cost characters in our list. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. I like that. And uh, I definitely like that we've come to the conclusion on the fly. Because uh, if one of us disagreed, I would totally want us to uh, vocally <laughs> uh, throw that in the other person's face. Plus, I allow crossbones, <laughs> so I get to have okay. a bullseye. I feel like that's fair. <laughs> I, so, feel uh, like, I feel like I'm more right. Okay. I'll, take that, I'll take that high ground. Right on, right on. Yeah, I'll yeah. Let you, and I'll let you have it. But I yeah. got bullseye. Yeah, it took me a long time <laughs> to get there because I missed <laughs> <laughs> um, Speaking of ping damage, we're not throwing in Winter Soldier. So nope. uh, before any nope. of y'all get any crazy ideas, um, I'm not doing that. Down. No, but we, I, I bet you we will include the other rogue agent that's really good. Only, yeah, that's the, yeah, that's that's an obvious include here um taskmaster uh, mr anthony masters himself um he's already affiliated in the criminal syndicate but because he is a rogue agent he will count towards affiliation for guardians of the galaxy oh, so look that'll at make that. things 
that'll make things a lot easier for us later, potentially as far as building Guardians of the Galaxy rosters. Um, so I don't think there's much for us to discuss there, unless y'all disagree. Um, absolutely not. I, that's what I said. I thought he was almost an auto include in this kind of roster. Um, so I, th- I thought the biggest sticking point was going to be to make Merzane accept Bullseye. It, yeah, yeah. I'm still, I'm still, um, I still have access to our Google sheet. I'm still considering just swapping it to like literally anything. But he's there. <laughs> he, he's comfortably there. He's, he's in there right now. So we'll see. We'll see if he makes okay, the yeah, end, we'll, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this, this, this is our rough draft. Yeah, we can we can do some tweaking once we get towards like nine and ten characters. We're trying to fit more people in. Yeah, um, I mean crossbones. I can see dropping crossbones and and putting someone else in. Yeah, I could not see that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's let's move on from Criminal Syndicate for a little bit. Um, try to get some Guardians of the Galaxy characters in here, um, and then we can just fill some more people in later. Um, so for me, the biggest one, and I know we've talked about that in the or talked about him in the other Turn Zero podcasts, but uh, Groot is a easy include for both um, the Criminal Syndicate and Guardians of the Galaxy. I know he's not affiliated Syndicate, but him being there to also tank up and hold objectives um, on the back line um, can be pretty beneficial there. I think. Yeah, and I, I think that if if we're if we're doing Groot, I think we go ahead and we staple on uh, a raccoon as well. Uh, I think, especially in Guardians, they're both super good when you're going wide. Uh, and then Rocket can also be that back point objective, uh, ugh, back point objective holder for your uh, uh, criminal syndicate list that helps you go wide. So I'm skipping a space. Yeah, so he can go oh, hold. Rocket can go hold the point while we wait for Crossbones to get there. Yeah, got it, <laughs> got it, exactly. And then once you. <laughs> Once you've thrown the raccoon into a trash can, making him an effective trash panda, Crossbones will be there to take his revenge. There you go. Um, yes. Yeah, I like I like that a lot. Um, I also think Deadly Duo. I mean, we saw how potent that was in Sooner's last uh, Swiss game um, in the TTS League. But Deadly Duo, and we'll, we'll talk more about tactics later, but Deadly Duo is a very, very strong card. And, um, it's pretty easy, I think, to fit in both affiliations for them to be able to use later on. Yeah, I think that's an auto include in your eight. Um, like, and that, I think those two together in that affiliation with Star Lord so far, those those three are a good starting point for them. Um, you've got Taskmaster as a fourth guardian if you need them. Uh, however, I do think uh, on top of these guys, Nebula is probably another solid include. Okay, I'm curious to hear why, because I think there might be... I have a reason why not. Okay, why don't you go why not, and I'll go why. Yeah, so Nebula, I mean, I think she's great with Guardians, but she is the exact opposite of what Criminal Syndicate wants. If you were to maybe try and flex a couple two points in there, if you were trying to flex maybe Nebula and Rocket, um, because she does not contest objectives, and their entire shtick is contesting and passing along objectives to each other. Well, well hold on. Before Todd goes, I kind of want to counter that a little bit. So yeah, she doesn't she doesn't contribute, but especially if we're going wide on Criminal Syndicate, I feel like let's say you get six, having your sixth not count, so you have effectively ten people to contest. I feel like you can kind of get away with it more than a lot of the other affiliations do. I think I think you see where I'm going. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not hating it. 
Yeah. I, okay. So she gives you a body that can actually play in the middle of the field uh, and help you control pesky characters that are trying to counter your criminal syndicate play. Um, and, and along with your guardians, you're right. Cause like th- this game is a point based game. So what she, what she lacks in controlling objectives, she makes up for and just punching well above her weight class. Um, and she can clear a point if she's given access to it. Uh, not to mention she's a long mover and there's some other shenanigans that she plays really well into um, that we'll probably get into with some tactics cards, or at least I'll bring up with some tactics cards. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. So now effectively, if we do have Nebula in there, um, we already have four, we have four Guardians of the Galaxy with Star-Lord, Groot, Rocket, and Nebula, and effectively a fifth with Taskmaster. I don't mm-hmm. think we really need to to add any more because at that point, we would be at 13 points yep. to have all five of them. Right. Well, is that I, I my think math? I'm going to go ahead and add in that we're going to put Drax in there. Oh, uh, spicy. Spicy, yes. Uh so I want to defend this because I know that the, when I say this, the first thought is going to be, well, why the fuck don't we bring Valkyrie? <laughs> that, was, that was already there. Like it was yeah, right there. I, I could feel it. I could, I could taste it like coming through the airwaves. So um, Drax can do something that Valkyrie can't do, and that's affect people bigger than size two. Right. Um, that's something that this list doesn't do particularly well outside of that. Um, Groot can do it with I am Groot. Um Kingpin can do it with a push, but no one else really has a lot of ways to hit size two and above off of points. So, but Drax can. Well, Kingpin, Kingpin can push. He can use his hail to the king, baby, and throw. Oh, and he, yeah, also, he has a throw too. And yeah. he also has a superpower throw. Oh, is, I thought a superpower throw was just for a uh, terrain. Size down. three and up. I, th- oh, I thought it was just terrain. I oh, mean, no. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm reading it right now. now. I got it right here in my hand. Choose an interactive terrain feature or enemy character, both size three or less. I have been foiled, but but this lets us do it in Guardians. If we're not, if we're not bringing Kingpin, he's also really tanky. Uh, He's also so one of the things that I feel like is going to be pretty relevant after the ban and restricted list might actually be crew of the Milano, particularly into your defenders matchups. Because we're going to start seeing a lot more status effects, and that's really one of the things that gets the Guardians down is big AOE status effects. Because they're not going to be able to kill all of them most of the time, but they can certainly uh, slow them down. And having him be in affiliation so you can benefit from that effect, I feel like would be pretty good. And if you end up not playing someone where that card is relevant, you just you just ditch it because that's what their ability does. I like Drax. Okay. I like Drax. I mean, I like Drax a lot too. Y'all heard me talk about him in the in the tier list episode. Um, but I also I think you talking about Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Strange is my boy. Sorry, um, but Drax, um, him having I can take it um, blocking one um, helps him tank up. I think he would be good in Criminal Syndicate as well because of that, and it, it would be harder to get him off points. And if you decide to attack him and try to get him off those points, or just by like dazing or KOing him and you then you whiff, uh, you're getting a couple of Titan killer attacks straight to the face with damage on him. And so that's gonna be uh, pretty hard to deal with, um, I think, and make him sort of a force to be reckoned with. And I think he's a great um actual token holder, so all the extracts, um, I think if you give them to him, um, 
I think he can be a good holder for those because he's a three threat and he's got pretty good health. So my only and my counter argument is going to come down to math. Um, if oh, you look, hard. so yeah, so if you look at your guardians list right now, um, mm-hmm. the characters that you have, um, you have a three with Star Lord, a three with Groot. That is six plus Rocket and Nebula is another four, so that is ten. Um, if you take Drax, he's going to put you at thirteen, um, which leaves you with four points, which means you can only take Kingpin in that spot in this roster. So it, so, it, it so kind of it kind of muddles up your ability to flex any other characters with another person of a cost three in there. That's a fair point. Um, so I assume you're you're wanting to get someone in that's not a three-pointer? Yes. Out of here? Who are you thinking? So my, and, and damn it, Sooner, you did this to me. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. My, I, I was looking at, personally, the way I was, we're talking wide list right here, right? Um, right. So I was looking at the two-pointers. Um, so I was looking at uh, Okoye and Widow for the last two slots to spread out the points a little bit wider. Again, increasing the range of the list that you can bring. I like Okoye a lot. I'm not 100% sold on Widow. I feel like, uh, I think this is where we're going to get most of our discussion. Yeah, I do too. Is, is these last two slots and potentially going back. Because there's some other things that I think are really cool in the in a Guardian and in a, a Criminal Syndicate list. Like, I would like to find room for Punisher if we oh, can I find would, Punisher. I would love to find room for Punisher. <laughs> I, think, I think Punisher has a lot of interesting things. And I think I think he actually does a lot of really good things with um, Guardians as well, with his Warzone ability that allows him to remove some problematic terrain that might block line of sight, along with giving incidental damage. Um, I think I think it's massive. I just don't know how you build out the roster if you put another three pointer in there, because that's, that's where true. that's where I was that's where I was running into the issue with with the last couple slots as to. How wide do I want to go versus what the points will allow me to put in? So, so do we need to take a look at our three pointers and ask someone for someone a little bit more efficient? Oh, I don't know. Do we need to ask? I think we should ask. So right now, here, I'm just going to look at it. We've got in the criminal syndicate, we've got Kingpin. Uh, we've got the man, the myth, the legend, Crossbones. We've got Bullseye. And you've got Taskmaster. And then Guardians, so that's that's four there. Guardians of the Galaxy, um, we've got Star-Lord, we've got Groot, we've got Rocket, and Nebula, and effectively Taskmaster as well with Rogue Agent. So that that puts us at eight characters. I think we could potentially afford to take someone out, but I don't know from which affiliation, because if we take someone out of Criminal Syndicate, that leaves us three there, and that puts us at ten, and it makes it a little harder for us to go wide with our Guardians as well. But if we're adding in more four threat characters, we can, I think, make up for that. So I, I think yeah. if you're going to cut somebody, I think it has to be from the Guardian side. I, I was about to say the exact same thing. Um, I think, honestly, I liked her. I'm kind of thinking Nebula. I'm I think. Kind of- we can get some other two pointers in there, especially for the. I'm almost entirely thinking of the criminal syndicate side. If I was gonna cut anyone, it would. Oh god, it feels so bad. I really like her. I, I think she's such good value in, in Guardians. Uh, but I, I, I would say that if we were gonna cut someone, that it would probably be her. But I think she's such good value. She is, but 
I don't I don't think you can cut Rocket or Groot. Um, and you definitely can't cut Star Star Lord. Um, and you're not cutting Taskmaster. He's too big in the syndicate. Yeah, there's no way. All right. I think so. I think it's Nebula. And I think we can potentially do we replace her with another two pointer, like the Akoye or the Widow, or do we throw someone else in there? Um So we could save our two threat to be our last character and then go with the other two first and then come back to Nebula or Okoye or Widow later on, too. Yeah. Now, the other thing I will point out, you definitely will have to have another two-pointer in there to round up this list to a 17. Yeah. So, so you're gonna, you're definitely going to have to have at least one more two-pointer in there. Okay. What's well, well, the actor? Let's just shelve her. We're going we're gonna to take her off the, off the board. We're going to put her on a nice shelf and hopefully not forget that she exists. I've written a tiny note for us on the... Nebula question mark? Spreadsheet. Nebula? Um, it's like rocket boots. I wrote a so, response. No. <laughs> How kind of you. Um, I'm kind of tempted by um, the two four threats that Guardians of the Galaxy offers, Gamora and Ronin. Um, I would probably lean towards Ronin in this list because um, he has access to pushes and throws. Um, and I think if you decide to attack him and daze him or KO him, he's going to hit you back pretty hard. Um, so, I, I mean, I think Ronan would be a good fit here. Um, Andy has more range opportunities, which um, is always good with Guardians. If, if we're looking at a forthright character, at this point we don't have to look in affiliation because we, yeah. have, we have them covered. Um, I would actually lean towards Vision. Yeah, vision works well in in both of these affiliations, and like I think it also depends. What do we want our four pointer to do? So, uh, vision's a good control piece. He's going to sit in a place and he's not going to move, and he's going to eat your dudes off the point and shoot him with his uh with his head blast. Uh, I like Ronan, partially because he's in affiliation, partially because he does have the displacement, and because it's really funny to accuser someone, field dressing, and accuser them again. Uh, but I kind of feel like we're not going to do that. I feel like field dressing is going to be one of the tactics cards we're not going to take in this. Yeah, I agree. Or, or maybe because we want to keep people healthy. But uh, yeah, Vision's probably more consistent than than Ronan. Is there any other four pointers though that we could uh, potentially throw in here? Um, so other four pointers that I would look at personally um, in this list, Vision would be my first choice. Um, I think my second choice would probably be Panther. Yeah, that's what I was just looking at. Panther's good. Panther would be great because he's just so tanky on his front side unless, you know, he's facing up against a Modoc or someone who can just mystic him to death. But uh other than that, like I think he would be a, a very good candidate as well because if he gets pushed off of points, he can pounce back and be right back where he was when he started. Um can, can I make a completely out of left field uh Suggestion? 100%. Yes. Uh, Black Dwarf. What? Black Dwarf. <laughs> so, so, it is, I, 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 it's going to be called Heresy, but when I was experimenting with my Brawler uh, Web Warriors build, I played a little bit of Black Dwarf and loved him. If you get the right support, he's super fun. So what he'll do is he'll give us a four point, or a size four that's really hard to remove. Um, he can throw size four, which is currently something we really don't have a lot of access to. Uh, at will, and he's got a lot of power behind him, and he's tanky. So 
if we're looking at if we're looking at a four pointer that's tanky and can displace, I think he's not bad at it. He just has the he has the unfortunate issue of being able to be pushed. That our Lord and Savior Vision is the only one that can solve. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that's the thing. Um, the other thing you have to kind of cross reference too is if you play him into your syndicate list, you're going to be super slow. Um, that'll that'll give you three slow move characters in that list. <laughs> And let me let me run by something <laughs> that I thought was really funny that I saw. I didn't see someone directly mention it, but I saw these two mentioned in the same sentence, and it made me very happy. So you do his uh, what is it the um, the oblivion thing where he takes a step and then uh, hits really hard. Uh huh. So you do that and play extreme conditioning. Yeah. So he moves long, winds up, and just really hits someone hard. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so, hilarious. Yeah, like, I don't hate that. I don't hate it at all. I don't I don't hate the idea, but I think if we're looking for consistency, I think vision gives you the best consistency across the board. You're so not it, wrong. It, depend, it depends on, on what you're looking for in the roster, right? So, like, consistency-wise, I would definitely lean towards um, – hang on, guys. Well, since Todd's not here, what if I just go ahead and suggest Venom? <laughs> no. Heresy <laughs> back from the grave to tell me no. Um, him well, and cross, yeah. him and crossbones can team up and hold a point until somebody shows up with a laser. <laughs> a laser pointer, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like Black Dwarf. I think he's a lot of fun, and I think he might be somewhat slept on in some ways. He's definitely very slow um, without extreme physical conditioning. But I do think Vision gives us that little bit more of consistency that we'd want and visions great against spiders especially when you're playing with criminal syndicate like unless you throw him off a point like he ain't moving so i think i think vision would be a great candidate to join the criminal syndicate well i will just make a note right above nebula that says uh black dwarf moves long when he wants to and uh (laughs) No, Black Dwarf moves long when he pays for it. I mean, when he wants. Want, actually, once when he pays for it. Well, like all good things in life, you have to pay for things. And uh, getting that sweet, sweet long movement, it's just like a hell on wheels. I mean, yeah, yeah. But that's printed on a card. <laughs> so is, hey, so is extreme so physical is extreme conditioning. conditioning. Yeah. No, I mean, no, I mean it's, <laughs> my bad, character card. <laughs> oh, that's, that is, that's different. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's all cardboard to me. Yeah, right? So we've still got two slots left. Um, are we still trying to go with two two-pointers? Well, you have to go with at least one more. Yes. Akoya. Okay. Why Akoya here? Because she's good. And she get re-rolls, and she's going to bodyguard key targets like crossbones so he can stay safer longer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're all in on this crossbones fella you re- do you realize he is the leader of the cult i have waited many millennia to talk about crossbones <laughs> positively in a podcast i finally how, how, long ago, how long ago did the game release it it doesn't matter <laughs> since the beginning of the universe this then, uh, this need has existed and then Kenny brought me in here to just shit on your parade. Look at he that. He did. It's the, you're the only <laughs> thing in my way right now. <laughs> we wanted to have some fun with our first episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I could see Okoye. Um, I could also see, once again, Nebula. 
question mark. Um, I love the Nebula jank. So I, 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 to me, it's the mix between, I think Okoye is probably a little bit more overall useful and a little bit more consistent, kind of like the vision argument. But holy shit, does that Nebula jank just really make me excited. <laughs> I, I, like, I like both Nebula and... Okoye, but if I was going to pick one other two pointer, like I'm just trying to, I'm just going to argue with you guys all night. Um, Let's if, do it. If I was going to pick one other one, I would probably pick Widow, mainly, okay. mainly because in that slot she can extend the field since she has the long move, and she has stealth. So that means they have to get in closer to her, which can set up your guardians to do some gross stuff when they try and close the gap. One. What have we considered the possibility of a? Uh of Wong being able to heal people and remove conditions? I mean, I don't think that's bad either. Um, I, I think that's actually pretty good, but the only problem I see with that is most of our characters on the Guardian side, and this is uh, this has always been one of the Guardian's issues, is they're a little soft. So generally, if they take a hit, they're probably dazing um, or, or damn close to it. Um, Without, with the exception of Rocket, for whatever reason, the smallest hit point character I can never get off the fucking field. Um, he, <laughs> he is a thorn in my ass. Is that um, because you tried rolling dice at him, Todd? Yes, I was rolling dice, and it's always a bad idea for me. So, <laughs> but no, like that was um that would be she she would probably be for me. I think she would be the first choice that I would look at with Okoye being a solid second. I feel like Wong isn't doing what the rest of the team is doing in that list. And like, you need to get every bit of damage you can get out of the characters when you roll the dice. And Wong just doesn't have the ability to do that with the rest of the team. You're not wrong. I think Wong's weird thing is that all of your characters play the game and he plays his own little mini game behind yeah. body where he's, he's uh, trying to heal everybody up and keep conditions off. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think he's super good and I think he's, he's a solid flex piece in here. But I think I think in a roster like this, you're looking to have a little bit of help from everybody on the field, um, and, and that's that's why you would want either a Koye or Widow. I'm good either way we go on that. But I think if I was picking myself, I would lean towards Widow. Yeah, I think I'd lean towards Koye um, personally. Um, I think being able to bodyguard some of the other smaller dudes like mm-hmm. albeit they are smaller you're not trying to protect necessarily a big threat but right. i think um being able to bodyguard and bodyguard someone who's really also holding the objectives yeah um and the guys that you don't want going down i think okoye provides us a lot of benefit there specifically yeah and she's she's probably good to help support your um your leaders um star lord in particular has the uh the ability to uh at least in my 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 exploits with him <laughs> he has the ability to get just straight yeeted off the board yeah um and, and she's probably going to be pretty good at helping him stay around for a bit yeah yeah i agree with that i know we're discussing um, i'm just gonna throw in another wrench in here i feel like that's all i've done but <laughs> what so we've been talking about two point characters um what if we didn't and we did uh a objectively terrible play and put the power gem on star lord when he needs it and then we add another three point in. That is a thing that can be done as well. That was going to be my other option to you fellas. Oh man, yeah, I thought about the power gym. I like. I mean, when it hits, full auto is that's the that's his big attack, right? Full auto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. yeah, full auto when it hits is freaking awesome. But I've whiffed on that thing 
so many times that it just feels awful. Was it your like, Thanos I killed? What's up? Was it your Thanos I killed with Star Lord, or was it Lance's? Uh, that was. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember that being mine because I would have felt real bad. But it could have been mine. Maybe I've just repressed that memory, or maybe it was Lance's. We'll no, say it was Lance's. I think well, let's go with Lance. Lance is always the okay. right choice. Well, he he just tabled me, so I can totally get behind this. Uh, <laughs> off story. I took bare bones Star Lord in a Guardians build and uh, just shot two full autos into Thanos and killed him. So uh, any any support for Star Lord is okay with me. Uh, Power Gem also kind of. It fills a slot. It gives him more flex. He can be a three or he can be a four, which I think looking at like we're fighting over these two points, I think that's probably a little bit more efficient. Then we can get a three pointer that's actually going to do work. Over. Valkyrie. <laughs> Valkyrie. No, I know who I want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, I, I think that would be the primary discussion. Do we want to take a three pointer over a two pointer? And who would we put in the ten point in the tenth slot if we did take a two pointer? Well, I think if you a three pointer in, so I think if you take a two pointer here, that allows you to put either a a flex three in or a different four pointer that you could flex over top of Vision, (gasps) like Black Dwarf. Oh God! (laughs) Now Todd's going to talk about Marvel or something to counter you. No, no, I won't go to Marvel. (laughs) I like I like Captain Marvel. If you're going to get Captain Marvel support, I'm not the worst one to get it from. I was going to go with Spider Man. Okay, I'm going to hard I'm going to hard assess that one. (laughs) All right. Not in this, not in this affiliation. All right, Merzin, you said Black Dwarf, so I get to say whatever I want now. Um, I'm going to say Loki. You know what? I had considered it. Um, Loki, like having his tax along with Groot, potentially rooting people, can make your opponent extremely inefficient, um, and could be a potential counter if you see someone like Spider Foes across the table from you as well. I'm not. I'm not opposed to Loki. At all, but I don't have a I don't have a bad thing to say about that. And I think in a list where it's wide, um, I think it's good to have a character that can be a solid threat that draws attention to a spot. Uh, and Loki is absolutely that. He he will either clear out a side of a board because they don't want to deal with him, or they will go all out on him. Yeah. Okay. I'm not upset with Loki, especially with when you uh when you mentioned Root because that's uh, <laughs> yeah that's gross. It's so uh, mean. I feel like if you play Criminal Syndicate, your your number one goal in life is just make your opponent as miserable as possible. And I can't think of many more miserable experiences <laughs> than more for my powers. So yeah, yeah. I think I, I think that alone has just has made me want to windmill slam him into that ninth slot. All right, and Loki. And then fight over two pointers. Loki it is. And now to our two point or, characters. Or uh we now have access to a two point gem. No. We could do No Space Gem. No. And when they move people off the points, he can just he can just put them back on the points. Oh gosh! And then you have six point Loki, and I think that's oh, worth it. Oh god! What happened? He was. Oh, I, I I got Kenny to agree to uh, putting the no gem in as our two point character and putting it on Loki. No. Oh no! No, I, I disagree. <laughs> so two to two to one, Merzain. You can you can't no 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 try to tell it. Try it's, like, it's like reverse mindstone. Nope, can't sell it. Worse. You're 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 derailing your entire <laughs> idea. I can't. 
I just felt like I had to get it out there because look, someone so I like like I simp for crossbones. Someone's got to simp the space stone, and I was trying to step on that pedestal, and I don't know if I can do it. No, nope, you can't. You can't I do can't. it. Okay, um, space gym is sus. I'm gonna go and sleep my space gym card. <laughs> can't sell it. I I. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Nope. Okay. 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 We return to reality. (laughs) I I kind of agree with Black Widow. I like your idea of having someone who can move long. Nebula, I feel like would be good if she could do the points, but I like the idea of Black Widow, especially on stuff like deadly meteors and cosmic portals. I'm sorry, not cosmic portals, uh, spider portals. Mm -hmm. Heresy to say, but she. She'll score. She'll cap those way more often than she has any business doing with yep. two events. And then they'll yeah. still just go try again get another one. So, so now that you've put Loki in here, um, I almost lean more towards a Koye. <laughs> so so now, that, now that now that you've made me now that I've made you see the widow light, now I lean more towards a Koye because now Loki is in here. So, could we move somewhere in the middle and do Black Dwarf and Black Widow? So we just have a theme going? <laughs> no. I mean, if we're going to go there, then I need to replace Vision with Black Panther. Yeah, I we're agree. Gonna, and we, just, we need to the, RNG our criminal syndicate into Black Order. Oh, Lord. What, what's the rugby team? The All Blacks? I don't know I that don't, one. I don't know anything about rugby, my man. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully I'm right. If I'm wrong, I'm sure someone on the internet will correct me. Thank you, people <laughs> on the internet. Yeah, my Q plan to get a Koye in here. Has worked. Oh, is that what it was? That was, that was what it was. It was reverse psychology. <laughs> he, was, he was playing three D chess, and we were out here playing checkers. I was playing three D portal chess. Nice. <laughs> what in the world is that? Uh, well, have you ever played the game Portal? Yes. Now you're thinking with portals. Oh God. Uh uh-uh. uh. This podcast has gone off the rails. All right. So, <laughs> Akoya, are, are we are we all in agreement on Akoya here? Because I think Akoya protecting Loki would just make Loki all more of the nuisance that we know he is. I, I think I would, in this list, yeah, I would probably lean towards Okoye. Good, because we need to move on to tactics cards. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so before we move on to tactics, I'm just going to read off our final roster selection for everyone. So uh, we got Kingpin, Star-Lord, Crossbones, yes. Bullseye, Taskmaster, <laughs> Groot, um, the Rabbit, Rocket, um, Vision, Loki, and Okoye. I missed so, one. I missed one. Who was after Crossbones? <laughs> Bullseye. I'm sorry, which one? Um, Bullseye. There it is. <laughs> gotcha, Merzane. Gotcha. <laughs> you can't win them all, but I got Crossbones in there. <laughs> y'all, y'all each got a win tonight. and that's, We take that's, those, boys. That's all that matters. <laughs> Um, so do we want to go into tactics first or do we want to go into crises first? Because I feel like if we, depending on what we choose for our crises could affect our tactics selection. So I think we should go to crisis next. Okay. In so fact, crisis. we should go to crisis first, but that's way less fun. And I think it's way cooler to, to limit ourselves by logging in characters first. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. So secures. Um, I mean, we. I don't know if we need to talk about these a whole lot because – I feel like we know they want to go wide. So we don't uh, want the score lots of points. We don't yeah. want D's. Uh, we don't want one. I don't we, think. I'm sorry, we, we want the D's. We don't, I, I, don't, 
We don't want gamma. Want the D. We do want the D. We don't want E's. That's what gamma is. Yeah, we, yeah. we don't want E's. E's or C, deadly meteors. I think that's a bad option deadly. as well for us. Yeah, I, I, I think um, at what point value do we want to try to go for? Do we want to go for lower point value to overwhelm at lower point values? Or do we just want to like go all in and dude spam as hard as possible? So I was thinking you would lean towards your 17s and then sprinkle in a couple other little saucy bits. Okay. That's, yeah. that's where I was looking at it. Because, um, see, I did my homework and I built my own roster first. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. That's not how it works because we definitely spun the Wheel of Fortune yeah. during the show. Oh, wink, wink. shit. <laughs> the magic. We, we feel behind the curtain in the first episode. Fuck. Man, seeing. <laughs> there's a there's an edit point in here somewhere I'm sure. Oh no no this is all raw. Yep now they're no but we still spun a wheel because you have an, a sound clip for it so it was legit. Yes there will be a sound yeah. clip. I remember it. Um. <laughs> so so you're, what you're gonna say is that your first your first blue is uh, right spark over extremis right because I definitely just added that to the list. I mean, I think that's a solid one. It's a D map. Um, it checks all the boxes. It's got healing. Um, I think. Yep. I think seventeen. I think seventeen is actually going to be this list's uh, strong suit. Either way, with yeah, either I with either affiliation. Um, I also think naturally uh, infinity formula. Um, that's the other, really the only other seventeen we can use for secures because we don't want to use deadly meteors. So. so. I like deadly meteors. Do you like okay. deadly meteors in a wide list, though? Like I, I like deadly meteors as well, but I, I'm. Oh, tr- I forgot that Criminal Syndicate doesn't interact with deadly meteors. So yeah. I'm gonna rip deadly meteors in half. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with Infinity Formula because it's it's yeah. probably best. Um, the other the third one I'm thinking of. So we got Extremis and Infinity Formula. I was thinking we go with um. Actually, the 16 point, the uh, cosmic invasion, Black Order sweeps across the earth. Um, I think both of these affiliations have good play at um, at 16 as well. So what's what's the 16 roster look like? So 16 um, in Syndicate would be Kingpin, um, either Crossbones, Bullseye, Taskmaster, pick two of those, and then you have... Um, either a four and a two or the other two threes that we have in our roster. So you're looking at five yeah. wide out of uh, Criminal Syndicate. Yep. In Guardians then- of the Galaxy, um, we could go um, – we would have Star-Lord, Groot and Rocket. So that gives us seven. Taskmaster um, would give us ten. And then um, Loki and Okoye would give us our 16. Ooh. That's spicy. Yeah, um, six- 16 actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, like having having a lot of options there, um, I think will will play in their favor pretty heavily. Now, what if I turn it around on you and I said that uh, spider portals? No, I'm sorry, I forgot. Criminal Syndicate doesn't interact with spider portals. Yeah, same thing okay. as deadly meteors. We're gonna go with we're gonna go with cosmic portals. I mean, we could go with Mayor Fisk vows to find missing witnesses, so, but <laughs> that seems. Not like what we want to do here. Yeah, I think I think you want to. Sp- I think what you want to do out of this, especially on the guardian side, is you want to have multiple points for them to fight over, um, because you want to try and spread their team out while you can isolate and 
just rail down on somebody. Um, I think Fisk is a little bit too narrow, and the fact that those two points are so far away is going to limit, especially the Guardian's interaction with some of the opponent's characters. Yeah. Okay, I actually have a discussion point now because I actually have legitimate arguments for this one. Okay. So, Demon's Downtown. Uh, So, Criminal Syndicate doesn't mind brawling, doesn't mind losing some defense points for it. Uh, You also only have to sacrifice one character pretty much to get that middle objective scored for you. And if you run your uh, Guardians, especially if you've got a red like spider infected or cubes on the table and they can rush out and grab a bunch of them, you can kind of just ignore the blue points, but your opponent has to stay on the blue points to stay in the game and you can just blast them from the sides, hold one and just totally benefit from that incinerate. And if we bring crew of the Milano, you can get a turn of reprieve from the incinerates. I don't hate that idea. Yeah, I don't either. Um, also, 19 points when we're playing wide seems, while, while the, the board won't be wide, we'll just have so many people that as long as we're not setting up for area attacks or beam attacks, like they're just not going to be able to chew through all those dudes. Yeah, yeah it's pretty brutal. Yeah, I, think, I, I don't think that's bad. And I think, I think Guardians benefits a lot from setting the opponent up to fail on the, um, on the incinerate. You know what I mean? Like yeah. now, now they lose a defense and, and the idea of this list peppering people with some damage gets to be a little bit more chaotic and a little bit more damaging um, because of that incinerate. Yeah. And I mean, at that 16 point list, all we have to do is add whatever three threat character we didn't have in the rosters prior and we're good to go. Yeah. Well, you, you could even do something like, I think it makes it so much easier to get that Loki in there. And like like we talked about, make them absolutely miserable doing uh, superpowers. Yeah, I'm actually uh, I actually think I like that more than the spider portals. Um, and you don't have to deal with like potentially getting your characters pushed by the objective. And we already have a lot of slow characters with Kingpin, Crossbones, and Groot. Yeah, I think I think that's actually not a bad play. Um, so I mean, I, that would give us what two 17s and a 19. Yeah, I think that's a good spread. That does guarantee the 17, but we could also just discuss doing. Do we do we like being on a D objective more, or do we like being at 17 points more? Um, I'm not. I'm not entirely married to having to be on a D. Um, I, I think. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, Make sure the level of this cast just sucks. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, this is advanced R and D. I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> but no, like, I'm not. I'm not entirely. Like, I, I'm actually. I like to spread out my objective maps anyway. I, I don't want people to think that I'm leaning towards one style or the other, uh, and I like to maintain a, a certain level of comfort on all of them to begin with. Um, so I like to kind of mix up my map setups because. A lot of people, especially when you start talking about competitive, right? Um, if they see that you're leaning towards one map design, um, they can see that when they see your your objectives, uh, and they can just purposely try and play you off of them. So I like to kind of spread it out personally and, and mix it up a little bit more. Let, yeah. let, so I do. Before we move on, I do want to hear what our game plan is for Infinity Formula. Um, I'll be a hundred percent honest and say that Infinity Formula is not one of my stronger crises i mean uh, i think i think in this these two rosters um it's mainly there as a pitch i feel well, like you're gonna pick i think i think you're gonna pick either one of your other two over top of that one the majority of the time yeah and i don't think your opponent your opponent's gonna see infinity formula 
and also think you're probably want to go to want to or you'll probably want to go wide before you do potentially demons downtown. So it could just be also sort of like a all right, like they're trying to force me to go wide kind of thing. Like we're trying to force them to go where however the heck we want them to go. Um, whatever we're feeling that game because we're so flexible in what we do. Yeah, I, I think I think in a list like this, because you can go so wide, um, I, I don't think the map plays as big a part in it as some lists do. Um, so I, I think the ability to have that many characters on the field allows you to dictate the pace and where the game's going to take place to begin with um, if you play it smart, right? Um, so, I, yeah, I think... Um, I think Infinity is is there because it's a seventeen. Um, it's the lesser of the other evils. Um, if that's a, a, I guess probably the most accurate way I could describe it. The yeah. only other thing that I would pick over top of that probably would be the um, portals overrun the city, uh, the eighteen point. But I know that doesn't work well with the um, with the Syndicate. It's more there for the Guardian's choice at eighteen. If you want to lean that way. I, I think I like what we've got going here. I do like the yeah. idea of Infinity Formula just being like a bait. Uh, yeah. I also really like the idea that if for some reason you make it there, I feel like that helps several of our characters. Like it's going to help Loki. Uh, yeah. Vision can defend one and shoot the other uh, pretty easily. Yeah, I, I think I think I'm I think I dig this blue this blue setup. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, and, and the other thing to keep in mind too is like Infinity, we're we're not necessarily needing it. These none of the characters that we picked in this list are overly power hungry and wanting to use a lot of power for superpowers. Their superpowers are generally reactive or low enough cost and and worthy of the impact that you're gonna pay for. Like um Kingpin's throw and Vision's throw. Both of them cost two. Um so they they're the cheaper of the throws on most printed characters in the game. Um, so like, and most of that, that impact is going to come from controlling the points and, and probably damage dealt to you anyway, cause you're going to have a shit ton of people out on the board. Yeah. There'll be, there'll be, there'll be a lot of power flying. I can yeah. see that. So reds what's our reds then? Reds. Yeah. So, uh, reds, this is, a uh, this is interesting. I know, um, let's see. So I don't think we want to do the alien ship crashes downtown. I think with oh. our numbers, we want to be able to swarm and overwhelm, and that one, or swarm, overwhelm, and score points quickly. Um, get in and get out. So alien ships does not, alien ships and scrolls really don't don't go towards that gameplay in our roster. I also don't think we want Montessi. Uh, I don't think we need extra beam attacks. Yeah, we don't need those running around against us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Precisely. Uh, I do think, however, that Fear Grips the World as Worthy Terrorized Citizens is not only the most fun red in the game, but also uh, pretty good for what we're bringing. I mean, it, it makes, makes most of these, yeah, yeah, it makes, makes most of these characters tier one, I think. I think, yeah, I think <laughs> every time you get a hammer on someone, it makes a tier for every um, alien. <laughs> I also think with um, the hammers, uh, we've already got Groot and Loki in there, and if we're just making it that much harder for our opponent to pay for things, whether it be tactics or their superpowers. Um, I think that can make a difference too. Oh, are you saying like damned if you damned if you don't because they pick up the hammer and then their tactics cards cost more and you're like, okay, you can keep that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's so mean. Yeah, the ultimate taxation list. Death and taxes. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, 
Um, right. I'm arbitrarily adding that in. I'm sorry. <laughs> can can we make the last two civilian objectives? I think y'all know where I'm going with this. I think I know where you're going. With this. <laughs> Are we allowed to break this out of the TZ vault? I, I think. Uh, well, so I think Spider Infected um, and Sooner showed me this. Um, I think Spider Infected is amazing with a wide list. Um, it's got five objectives out on the field that you can. You have more than enough team members if you can get a hold of them that can hold them. Um, and, and it can do some serious work in lining up your opponent's characters for some of these super cool range attacks we got. Yeah, and if we're allowed to talk about cool tech, there's really cool tech for it. I mean, there's really cool tech. There's really cool tech for it. I mean, yeah, there's some really cool tech out there. I've heard. Now, coming, <laughs> I see. I see where you're going with this with this double this double citizens list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that your next suggestion, because scrolls is not good for us, is going to be the the escape one. But I want to throw out. Why don't we have that? We have the civilian there. It's it's an option. If we don't mm-hmm. pitch it, we get to do it. But it doesn't look like we're leaning towards it super hard. Okay. And we also take cubes. Um, cubes is a little touchy on this one, I think. You've got a bunch of um, two-point characters. Um, it deals with damage to them. Most of these characters aren't super high health. Um, yes. We have a lot of them to pass it around. Because they can, we do have Criminal Syndicate's ability. We do to let a little guy grab it and then pass it to someone like Groot, or pass Which, all of them to Groot. Yep, that's that's, to heal. that's that's the Sugi Tech. Yes, we can definitely do that. I'm not I'm not opposed to it at all. And the other thing is, back on this this wild damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like we're gonna try to gobble them all up, and we're gonna take a little bit of damage for it, and that's fine. But if they grab them. All of our boys are going to have a much easier time popping them. We're talking about bullseye, that one bit of damage can matter. Yeah. Now it's two bits of damage. Yeah. Or I don't, one extra I don't, bit times turn. Yeah, I don't disagree at all. I think I don't think it's a I don't think it's a horrible play at all. And I think we are group becomes even more valuable. And we're taking we are group. Spoiler alert. Yes. I like we are group. I agree with that. I think. I mean, like like I was saying earlier, we want to score quickly score fast and get out of town. Um, so I think cubes is another opportunity for us to do that. Yeah. Um, I, think, I, I think we're in agreement on that, right? Yeah, I think so. I like, I like the 19 point citizens list, but I think we're going to run into our opponent evacuating them more quickly than we do as well. I don't think they're going to be there. You don't think they're going to be there? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I think our problem is we're not gonna, we may not be able to secure them long enough to to make like we have a lot of boys. Oh yeah, we get around. Uh, but I feel like we become even bigger targets. Oh, absolutely. I, I think cubes is is subtle. I think I agree. People are gonna be like, well, you can keep the cube. You can take the damage. Yeah, take that. Take this one. Hey, take a parting shot. Hey, take a counter strike. Hey, rocket shoots you in the face and you're dead. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I do think I like I think I like cubes a little better, even yeah. with the sweet. I think I think having the option for the sweet tech is more than enough to make me happy. Right on, and, and that gives us. I mean, we were saying we like seventeens a lot, so now we've got of our six crisis cards, four of them are seventeen points. Now the question here is, if we were to win priority, do we, you think we'd more often choose secures or more often choose the extracts? That's entirely it, your opponent dependent. Yeah, so that's going to depend on your opponent's list, what you see they have for the uh, for their objectives as well. 
there's a lot of factors that'll go into deciding that. The, yeah. the, I think the idea with this is whichever way you end up having to go, you have solid options to keep you in the point basis that you want to be in. Um, and, and you can adjust to what they bring on the fly. Um, so, you, so you always have a safety net in your point totals that your list is comfortably built on. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, all right. So just to wrap up our crisis discussion, we've got uh, for our secures extremist infinity formula in the demon portals. And then for our extracts, we've got the worthy or the hammers, whichever you prefer, the spider infected and the struggle for the cube. Um, and now we've got tactics, uh, which is now that we've got the restricted list, we can only use two of those five cards and we can't use drop off anymore, which is going to be interesting with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy losing that. Uh, they're fine. Drop off was a problem. <laughs> um, it just means we can't get Corvus dropped off anymore. And I who, don't know. Like, yeah, who, who's missing that? <laughs> yeah, not me. Corvus players and no one else. People who hate Modoc. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, all right. So tactics. Um, I think um, since a lot of our talk has revolved a little bit around Groot's being good in both the Syndicate and Guardians of the Galaxy, um, I think an obvious choice is we are Groot. Just make our guys all that little bit more tanky. Um Heal up all those people within what is it? Range three. Range four. What? Yeah. So it's uh, it's an, and for anybody that might not be aware of this card or, or familiar with it, it's an unaffiliated active card. Uh, Groot can spend three power to play this card. Groot and allied characters within four of him remove two damage. Range four is pretty sweet. There. That's a <laughs> massive buff. That's a massive bubble on a medium base. It is a good set yep. of range. Yeah, that is. If you can get like three or more, it is insane value. And I, I'm not going to say 100% that it kind of shores up our need for med pack, especially with, uh, you know, it being on the restricted list. But it definitely makes, if we decide not to use that as our, one of our two restricted cards, makes it feel a lot better. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think you also, you go from We Are Group, I think you immediately flip it to Rocket's uh, Deadly Duo. I think, we can, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, I think I think those two are those two are probably two of the most uh, short in. Like they they they're probably not moving. I, I will say I'll add a third one to that list um, for the syndicate, especially since we're going wide. Uh, I think all according to plan is an auto include in this. Yeah, I think so too. I think I think the uh, that affiliated card especially is really a uh, really good. Yeah, and, yeah. Go, and going this wide, like you're, you're almost guaranteeing that you're not gonna have priority until you absolutely need it uh, and then you guarantee it. yeah and i feel like when you need it you're gonna have the power for it at that point to use all according to plan which well, was which was my concern having it in here a little bit because we aren't playing modok and he's generally their power battery but i think um if, we, if you plan ahead um things can go according to plan for you well I, oh, 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 oh look what you did um, but the other thing to keep in mind, too, is we're also running four um, crim criminal syndicate characters. So this thing is damn close to online going into turn two, depending on where you spent your power. Um, so, like, if you played smart and used maybe some of your your support characters or the characters that you flexed in to pick up extracts and stuff like that and were able to hold the power on your, um, on your syndicate characters – 
you're you're pretty close to being able to pop this off turn two. Yeah. Um, so and if maybe if you got an extra attack in somewhere, all of a sudden you're ready to go. I doubt you'll ever play it that early. There, I, I can't think of a reason why you would want to play it round two. I would um, think round three. Yeah, round three and four, I think, is a sweet spot for it. Um, and, and I generally lean towards trying to hit it on round four, mainly because by round three, you have a definite idea of where the points are going. Um, and round four is where you either try and seal it or extend it. Um, and, and that's why I think that that one's so good in this list. I, I agree. It's definitely the I'm winning this turn. Yeah. And I'm going to get that extra activation in to make sure I win this turn. Yep. So on that note as well, do we think um, Shadow Organization would be worth it here? I was just about to bring that Super up. Super Stealth? I, I'm going to say no. I think two of the characters that we brought, Crossbones and Kingpin, kind of want to take a hit. Uh, okay. Taskmaster? Like... I think Taskmaster likes it and Bullseye kind of likes it, but I don't know. Are we bringing that card for those two people in that one build that we take them with? I, I, if we had MODOK, it'd be an auto include because I think putting that on MODOK is preposterous. But <laughs> so, I think so I'll, I'll counter the argument with maybe Psychic Shielding Device is better than Criminal Syndicate in this because we can use that in either our Guardians list if we see heavy range. Or we can use it in the Syndicate. Um, You're talking about specifically the Mystic range, right? Um, yeah. Well, that one. So that one allows. So I'll read it off. Uh, any character may spend one to five power to play this card this round while within X range of the character. So whatever power you spend, you have a bubble around that character of X. Um, when this when an allied character is targeted by Mystic attacks. Uh, as one died to defense rolls, uh, allied characters cannot be advanced or pushed is the other part of that of um, by effects of enemy attacks, mystic attacks or enemy superpowers. Um, so it's a really good card for shoring up your spots on extracts as well. Um, so I, I kind of like it in a wide list like this, um, especially with spiders running around. Spiders are pretty pretty brutal um and you want to you want to try and keep these characters on these because this is this is a primarily an secure control roster to begin with um so anytime they can start moving you off of the objectives it's going to be problematic um so that's that's kind of why i like this one better than um what is it what the hell was the name of that card shadow organization shadow organization that's why i like this one better than shadow organization for this roster in particular I'm so glad you brought up PSD because I love this card. And I want to give you three reasons why I I agree with you. And they're going to get progressively more sane. So the first one, (laughs) Taskmaster's in the picture. So I feel really comfortable that it fits the theme. Uh, The second is that since we can't use MODOK, this helps against MODOK because it gives you the defense and it gives you the the inability to be moved by his uh, stupid two cost ability that's undercosted and can be used too many times a turn. Right. Uh, third, uh, and I think this is probably one of the more relevant reasons. I like niche cards like this in guardians because let's say you bring PSD and they blindside you and bring something where PSD is completely useless. They don't have mystic and they don't have really any way to move you or, or the, all the movements throws all of a sudden it just becomes a jank recalibration matrix and you don't have a dead card in your hand. Right. So I actually like, Especially in this roster, bringing some of these more uh, specific tech cards 
So I, de- I, I agree with you. I think that this goes in over Shadow Organization. If we're going to bring one of the two. Yes. Really like Sweet. Yeah, My like jank it. calls are working. <laughs> I was listening. I'm all in for this jank. And you, you called it like, because I was going to do the same thing. Shadow Organization, but what about PSD? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what about uh, disarm as well? I know we won't get priority to use it on like maybe their priority character activation that round, but I still think with how wide we are, we'd easily be able to hit hit another character with it and make them way less effective than they normally would be. I want to shelve disarm. There's two things I want to say about it before we shelve it, though. I do think that disarm is not a bad combo play with all according to plan, since we can get it when they really don't want to see it. Um, That's true. Uh, but it also feels really bad when you don't have priority. So I, I don't think it's one that we're going to consider in our like initial run through. Uh, I think there's some other ones we need to talk about first. So, yeah, I was disarm was one that I was looking at. But when, when you really look at priority control, you never will get to run disarm with your guardians list. Um, you would only get to run it with your syndicate list because they have the ability to steal um, priority. So I, it feels kind of like a dead card half of the time, right? At a minimum. It, it's a dead card until your entire squad is dazed in one go. Yeah. Or until you get to play all according to plan. Right. And I don't think those are bad things to plan for because they're going to happen. Yeah. But I, I feel like I feel like we can probably find more generally useful cards first. So advanced R&D. <laughs> so, uh, well, I feel like I feel like the bias just puts it in there automatically. <laughs> yeah, that is our name. <laughs> I, I can't um, I can't agree with R&D in this list. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, fellas. I don't no. Oh, I, I have I have one reason I like it and one reason alone. That's OK. That's not the name. Uh, <laughs> it's I, I think it makes it a little teensy weensy bit easier to get all according to plan off on the turn you want especially if you've got vision in that group because that gets you four more power potentially towards it um but once again we're talking about a combo card with uh with all according to plan right so how how many cards are we going to combo into that right how many cards do you need to make that feel good like i feel like that's why we run four syndicate characters to make that card a threat from round three on. So the other thing with advanced R&D and all according to plan, you would have to use advanced R&D before the round ends because it's an active card. Right. So you yeah. can't just do it during the power phase or right. whatever phase you can do all according I, to plan and to get that off immediately. Yeah, you, you should would, have the last activation though. So you will definitely know before that last activation is done, whether or not you're going to trigger all according to plan. Yeah, it's I'll a safety net at best, I think. No, I, I think it's a safety net, but I don't know if it's worth 20% of my hand. Yeah, I agree. That's kind of where I'm looking. So like, I, I feel like if you're going to, like, if you're going to put that one there, I feel like that's card number nine right now. Um, Cause we still haven't gotten to any of the banned or restricted cards. So we know they're going to take up at least two slots. Let, yeah, let's do those next because those are the two that I think okay. are going to be the most hotly debated. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm really? going to throw out. I'm going to throw out. No Dune prophecy. No, I don't yeah, think. I don't think, that, I don't think that's good here. I don't think patch up. Cause I agree. I, I think field dressing. Yes, because we want to keep people healthy. Um, and then we have to decide between brace 
and MedPack. I would actually lean towards MedPack and Brace personally. Go on. Um, I think you're wide enough that the benefit from field dressing is minimal. And I think you're going to get better value and better damage reduction in this kind of list um, with Brace than you will with the one health you get back from field dressing. So I guess my next question is, who are our most important characters that absolutely need to stay online and or healthy? Um, I think Rocket is a massive piece of your Guardians list. And how do most people handle Rocket? They throw Groot at him. Yeah. <laughs> they throw the tree at him. There you go. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, think that's, I think that's the biggest reason why I would consider that overfield dressing. Um, because normally it, one of your key pieces, i.e. Rocket, ends up eating a car or a tree or a newsstand or a dump truck. That that always seems to have, that's the way you get Rocket down and you guarantee it. I, yeah. I think I agree. Um, but I think we can also spin that. Um, it's not necessarily important to keep a singleton alive with MedPack. Right. I feel like uh, that's kind of where it's hard, right? So like, I think that we are a group almost gets that, like I was saying before, kind of gets that. We're going to probably be pretty grouped in a lot of stuff. Uh, Groot's going to heal himself. Being able to heal other people is also really cool. Um, are we gonna? Are we really going to bring MedPack and we are Groot for the double heals? So the 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 question with that actually becomes: Are you going to bring Groot in every list? I think so. Because that that's where the that's where the that's the answer to the question, right? If you're bringing Groot in every list, then we are Groot is online every game. Uh, if if you're not bringing Groot every time, you probably want to have an alternate heal card I, I think after if you're playing criminal syndicate i think the first card you add after criminal syndicate is Groot, and i think he's he's just stapled to star lord and then rocket's paper clipped to him of course so um, yeah yeah so i I, re- I think that he is a safe bet to say you're gonna put him in everything unless your opponent crushes your model before you can start the game with energy uh with a, with a fist is what i was thinking but energy also works <laughs> so i mean I, I, I like MedPack. Um, I like MedPack more for the characters that you sing, send out on their like single recon missions more than the, the team that you're keeping together and moving as a unit. Um, because a lot of times it's that one character that goes off on his own, i.e. Taskmaster, and ties up a couple characters for a round um, that's really winning you that game. And that MedPack is so crucial in those spots. Um to keep him around for another turn or to get him through another activation. Um, and, and that's that's the spots that I like to use that in. Um, but I definitely see the value in uh, We Are Groot. I think, I do agree. I think that's an auto-include. I think if you're running Groot in every list, you have to keep it. Um, but it's that character that runs off on his own that needs a little bit of support from your hand. I think that benefits the most from MedPack. I can see that. How often do you think we're going to have a covert mission on the side, though? Like, I think you're going to have it every game. Every game, you think? I mean, I, so ideally, I think that's the way you want this to run. I think you want to have somebody that can run interference and split the team so the bulk of the team can do work um, and, and keep them from collapsing and closing in on you all at one time. Uh, I mean, that that's normally how I run my wide list. I mean... I, I, do you guys do you guys go with a different tactic with yours? Like, what's what's your general plan with with a wide list? Oh, I'm a death ball all the way. Like, but in anything <laughs> I play, like, 
I'm, I'm the last one you want to ask, but I, I do see what you're saying. I do agree that Taskmaster's probably Taskmaster and Crossbones are probably the two that can do that the most effectively. Uh, Crossbones because he's really tanky naturally, and he can bully the point really hard. Taskmaster can probably hold it maybe on par, but if you're rolling good dice. Um, so yeah, I, I I think I can get behind Medpack, but only if Kenny doesn't say something to convince me otherwise. <laughs> no, I think I'm on board with y'all. <laughs> that, yeah, I think you're right. I think that is a little bit better. I think I think if you're death balling like I would, that's why I, I think field dressing. But if you if the proper play is a side a side piece going off off on a on a its own mission. So I also I also think we're wide enough to where we don't necessarily need field dressing. I, I'm I'm almost entirely thinking about the um keeping keeping the CS uh yeah. ability online. Yeah. Since it turns off when you're when you're injured. Except for the passing. That's still online, but I feel like a big part of it is the counting as two people. Yeah, that's that's massive. Uh, I mean that is that is the big that is the other big portion of that because your your characters need to be healthy. I think what the idea with the wide is is that if somebody goes down, there's another guy there to pick it up. Because um, well, these guys are a team. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're dazing, you're probably also dazing someone back. Yeah. So it's probably not as imp- yeah yeah. But I gave you med pack or I gave you bullseye, and now I'm giving you med pack. So excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I want a mulligan now. <laughs> um. I know we also talked about this a little earlier. Um, crew of the Milano. Do y'all think that's worth taking here, especially if we're taking uh, demons downtown? Yeah, I think it's good. Um, I, I want to see that card get a, see a little bit more play. I'm hoping with the uh, with this new banned and restricted list, some of these other niche cards will come out more. Um, we have a lot of characters now that can throw out status effects anyway. Um, Hawkeye is one that pops to mind. Um, also, the entire defenders lineup. <laughs> yeah. So, so, like, there's there's a lot of status effects that can be hit, and I think that hex that the uh, defenders can put out is absolutely brutal, especially in a list like this that's running low dice counts anyway. Um, you do not want to lose your crits. Um, yeah. You, you want to make those crits count, and and I think hexing into this list could be absolutely brutal. Yeah, I agree. Well, well let me let me ask this because. We've only ended up with three natural Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So that would mean that Groot, Rocket, and Star-Lord are the only ones that are going to benefit from it. Oh, that's true as well. Because we, we did. I think our initial plan was to have more Guardians when we first discussed it. That's true. Now we've, we've kind of sputted around and took more out-of-affiliation characters. Um, do we still think it's as valuable at that point? I think the bigger question is with that, are the Guardians the higher priority targets in that list? Because um, I think that that's part of the question you have to ask as well. Like, what are, what are your high priority targets going to be in your Guardians list? Or what would you expect them to be? And I also don't think we were talking about Hex. I don't know if Groot cares about Hex because most of the time for us, he's going to be healing and doing whatever anyway. Like, I don't know I, if I don't think Groot does. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Groot does, but I think Star-Lord and Rocket absolutely care. Yes, they do. Um, I, I also think they're probably the least sad about shaking and shooting, particularly yeah. Rocket. I Especially agree with that. Especially if it's really hard to get Hex on him, because you can potentially just ditch that attack straight on the, 
on the Groot anyway. Yeah, I, I think if we're running this few Guardians, we might not even need it, actually, when you really sit back and look at it. Yeah. Now, he, um, let me see what the other one was. There's two that do the same. Oh, it's on here. So does a, a, Acute Senses and Mark for Death both remove stealth, right? Yes. So I definitely think with Punisher coming out with um, the new banner restricted list, I can definitely see more Widow slash Punisher bombs hitting the table. Yes. I think I saw one of those hit the table last night. <laughs> Are you talking about my Punisher bomb? I, I'm, I'm talking about my stream last night. Are you oh, plugging? Are you plugging my stream? No, I also played Punisher bomb yesterday. Yeah, well, I, I've been calling it the Bomb Squad because it's Punisher yeah. and Widow. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, I think those kind of lists are going to show up more. And I think the one that I, I think Punisher is definitely scary, but I think uh, Widow is probably a little bit more scary. And this list doesn't have a lot of ways to deal with any kind of stealth to begin with. I think that one of those two removing stealth is actually a really good option. I think Mark for Death is the right choice if you're going to pick one of those two. I think so, too. I, I saw a discussion earlier in one of the discords about how uh, acute senses is nice because it doesn't require two characters. Right. But I think when you're this wide, uh, you can, you, you're going to have two allied characters within five of any other random character on the table. Yeah. Yeah. When you're looking at this list with the, how wide you're trying to go with it. Um, and, and you also have characters that have five range. Um, like that's pretty handy. Um, granted, I think we only have one character with five range, but he's a heavy hitter. So I, yeah. I, th I think there's value there to be able to play that at the start of his activation and then just wreck face or, or even doing a, uh, since, since there'll be the, he'll be the flex into the, um, into a criminal syndicate build. You could do all according to plan with your syndicate players and then have him and one other play Mark for death on someone and blast them before they, uh, they can get away. Can you imagine getting a Mark for death out and then lining up for like a deadly duo and then his activation? <laughs> God, like that's yeah. the dream, right? Like that, that yeah. would be the dream play. That's just mean. Um, yeah, I like Mark for Death a lot. Uh, we talked about it earlier, but uh, Hired Muscle. Oh, I forgot all about that, yeah. Oh, I think that's in, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's in. There, there's yeah. no discussion, it's in. We're done. Yeah, before, all right. before it gets banned and restricted. <laughs> um, yeah, don't tell anybody, it's on the podcast. Are, are we not? Are we not? Oh, it's on the other one? No, it's on this one. It's on this one. Oh. No, all right, so like... All right, let's talk about we, it a little bit. The turn zero tech vault for this one. Well, I mean, yeah, let's talk about it a little bit. Um, Todd's baby. Shirt's coming off. Yeah, like this This is my baby. I, I've been talking about this card since I saw it. Um, I, I think this card is a game changer. Um, and, and I think people are sleeping on it. Uh, and, and I hope we find out uh, going through the, the TTS finals because I, I think this card can warp a game state from turn one. Um, particularly, yes, on civilian token objectives. Um, but if you really look at what this card can do, um, this card can affect your opponent's turn one actions immediately. Uh, and, and I think that that is something that needs to be looked at hard. Um, we're going we're gonna to write an article about this card coming up shortly, so I don't want to spoil a whole lot about it. Um, but it can, it can absolutely affect looking at um, Spider Infected by itself. It can affect three of those token tokens on the first action of the game. Um, it's massive, and, and I can't. I, I just I can't wait to watch it played. I'm just so no, excited. I'm, I'm pumped. All so, right, so, real, real quick, I want to yeah. I want to I want to comment on that too. And then I also we need to. There's there's one other thing that I might need to interject with. So, I, talking about 
you know, first round decisions. I think the big thing is that like this, this list doesn't want to travel. It right. wants the fight to come to them. Yep. And nothing's better than moving all of the objectives to your side of the table and forcing them to overextend. So I really like that play, but we talked about advanced R and D totally forgot this card. Do we need it to get it online? Turn one. Do we need R and do we need R and D to get that card online? Oh, hired muscle. I don't think so. Cause you'll move your first character. You'll play it. And then you want to pick up the spider infected you move, right? I don't. So I think in a I think in a wide list like this, you don't necessarily need to focus on grabbing that farthest token, because like you said, you're adjusting the board state and making them overcommit. This list is all about trying to get somebody to overcommit or put one character in a bad spot so they can eat it. Um, right. You can also use Loki turn one, and he can do it just fine. Yeah. And your opponent can't really pull Loki away because then they're having to pay extra. And how are they paying three to pull now? Yep. So, right. so Loki, Loki is actually the crutch to making that pop off in this one um, really effectively. And you're putting Loki at a point where they have to commit to do something, which again is making them overcommit and, and, or give up a side. Right. Like, and that, that feels real bad, real early. Nah, yeah. I, I can, I can see that now. Um, so I also like the idea that if um, if they don't finish him off on the first attack and he gets trickster damage, he can just trickster away and be absolutely. <laughs> and and he can, so here's the other thing with that setup and with it played properly in proper placement, he can move up there, play hired muscle, grab their token, and if they attack him once, he's like, oh, ow, that hurt. If they attack him again, he tricksters away to the back secure and is now controlling that. <laughs> Jeez. So, oh, I love it. Th- there's some gross plays that can be made out of that card, man. Um, I I'm just really excited to see it played. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, cool. Um, yeah, I think advanced R and D is out, and uh, all hail hired muscle. Yeah. So, uh, just to wrap up our team tactics as well, we've got we are group deadly duo, all according to plan. Uh, Sionic shielding device or PSD, brace for impact, med pack, march for death, and hired muscle. Um, I honestly think that this would be a really fun list to test out. Maybe not Bullseye, but uh, I think it would be a lot of fun um, to just throw on the table. Um, were, were you just and, talking uh, shit about my Bullseye pick? <laughs> Hold on. Let me ask a question. If uh, Black Cat or Mysteria, they're both in there, right? Yep. If either of them are three, do we take them over Bullseye? Uh, Depends mm. on what they do. So I'm hoping Black Cat's a two, actually, and I'll take both. Yeah, I could see that. But what um, if Mysterio is a three? Then I take Crossbones and Black Cat over, or not Crossbones and Black Cat, um, Mysterio and Black Cat over Crossbones and Bullseye. I, I, you know, I, I would actually replace both Crossbones and Bullseye if they're or if they're both threes. Yeah, I, I, would I don't do even think I care what they do. <laughs> I just, think I, I think I would do the same. Insert Discord connect, disconnect sound. <laughs> <laughs> Merzane uh, was the imposter. <laughs> Emergency right. me. So, so the only thing left to do, then is test this list out. Yeah. Yeah. So when are you guys playing? So I just thought of this literally mid-podcast. Mid uh, I'm going gonna, gonna to introduce this to you, fresh, fresh idea. So I think one of the things we're going to try to do is get someone else to talk on the cast. 
So we have someone that maybe knows a little bit more about it or brings a, another little element than we'll bring to it. Sure. So what if our guest is forced to play this, this list into the guest from the next cast? Oh, oh. so are you saying I got to play somebody with this list? You play this list and the next guest plays Has to play the, other one? the list that they build. And since this should be at least at the start of bi-weekly format, they won't hear it if we go ahead and record it next week. Huh. But you also won't, you don't know who it is going into it and they won't know who's, who's on the opposite end. Man, I'm always down to throw down. I ain't scared of nobody. All right. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. I took I Sooner have... down. I already took Sooner down. I'm ready. You ready? <laughs> yep. You ready? I'm on here okay. talking shit now. Mm-hmm. You are. <laughs> I, I really like I, I really like that idea, and if we can get it to work, I want to do it. And we it's a good it's a good way to plug in our our new stream with our amazing overlay that Sugi's made. I was gonna say yeah. I think I know a guy who will stream it for us. And Merzin and I can do commentary because we will have helped develop these lists. Right on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do I, do I get to know who I'm gonna play? No, I think that's the magic of it. I think that neither of you are gonna know. I mean, you you, you have a little bit of an advantage. You might know. Look at being in, you know, most of our group chats, but you won't know now after you've developed it. And we'll probably, if if we get you or any of the other Tunes Hero guys in, we'll have that other guy set up first. As, like, long, we'll as, it's not, as long as it's not so, yeah, I got to play him good. <laughs> well, all right. Not because not, not I'm scared of him because he irritates me in games. I, I have <laughs> a few people I, I feel like I would like to ask. Uh, and they obviously won't hear this before. And we could always cut this discussion out if it doesn't work out. I think we completely blindside them with the idea of the podcast, though. We just tell them we're going to be roster building and then throw all the random restrictions on them when they come on. Well, And then tell them they got to play me after they built it. Don't let them know before. Yeah, I, I feel like that's going to be the magic, at least for the first game, is that if it's a, if it's a mystery that you're going to play it, you're, you're going to probably throw some wild-ass shit in there thinking, I'm never going to have to play this. <laughs> Yes. Well, all right. We appreciate uh, everyone listening to this. Hopefully uh, y'all got as much out of this as I did. I know I enjoyed a lot of the discussions on different kinds of synergies that these characters had together and that we could bring to the table. Um, We'd love to hear from y'all on our various platforms, Facebook, Discord, or uh, even in our stream chats uh, on Twitch. So uh, hope to hear from y'all soon. I said I'm trying, mama. I said I'm trying, mama.